It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I love 40s. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 612 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, November the 27th. I am your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, please make sure you are checking out the Locked On Podcast Network. We've got team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams. We are at 27 or 26 NHL shows covered off right now as well, uh, along with the fantasy and national shows there so odds are your favorite team is covered unless you are I believe a Red Wings Blue Jackets Lightning or Red Wings or uh, Blues fan or Wild fan I think every other show has a, t- has a show right now so make sure you're finding it if you're looking for a hockey show and subscribe rate review and those other shows will be coming up very soon so keep an eye out uh, also please make sure you're subscribing rating reviewing all the shows that you want to support on the network it's very much appreciated uh, on iTunes Stitcher Spotify Google Play all the places you get your podcasts and thank you in advance for taking the time to do that. All right, on today's show, it is another edition of How Hungry Are You in Review, and this is an episode that uh, we have to begin with an apology. Uh, first of all, I'm joined by Katie Heindel. Katie, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Yeah, I'm pretty good too, until I realized that uh, we totally screwed up. There was a Serge Ibaka How Hungry Are You episode with an extremely good guest that dropped uh, on November 4th that we just totally missed for some reason. Do you have any idea why we missed this? No, but I'm impressed that you admitted it because we could have just played it off and said, man, we haven't talked about these in a while. We've got a lot to catch up on. Yeah, no, we feel like we should own it. Uh, Fair. Because we, we take pride in trying to review these episodes in a timely fashion and I, I'm sure there are people out there who are like what the hell, why is there no Tiffany Haddish uh, episode yet and yeah, Tiffany Haddish was on November 4th's episode of How Hungry Are You and she was amazing so, she's the greatest oh, it's so good, it's it's an all time episode I think, and so we are going to chat about that episode before we get to the most recent episode with Charlemagne the God uh, which we were both a little bit disappointed in, so we'll get to that also there's some competition coming from all corners, apparently, uh, when it comes to the game of being a celebrity NBA player who also does cooking show. Uh, DeAndre <laughs> Jordan was on a sort of prank cooking show. Not a prank cooking show, just sort of like a different it's type. It's not a prank. It's, it's, it's a storied institution of cooking. Okay. Shows. It's fine. I've never heard of it before in my life, and I didn't love it, but we'll talk about that. Uh, also, never heard, okay. no, I've never heard of back-to-back chef. I have not. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you'd never heard of Bon Appetit. That was like, dude. no, no, I've heard of Bon Appetit. I've never heard of back-to-back chef. Um, no, I don't know anything about that. Okay. Also, Shaq apparently has a cooking show coming too, um, which seems kind of like a big giant cash grab, and I don't much care for what I'm reading about this. It's it's very. Uh, ghoulish i find so we'll we'll get to that too um although there is a couple nice 
little elements of it that we'll get to at the end of the show, as uh, apparently Serge Ibaka is a trendsetter, and everyone is just doing cooking shows now, uh, which, you know, frankly makes the world a better place, even if I don't agree with some of them, and some of them are bad. Um, but... That's uh, what we got going on for today. I'm going to first, though, let people know about our sponsor for today. And that, of course, is MyBookie. Attention, past, present, and future MyBookie players. For this week only, MyBookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions Thanksgiving game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to 250 bucks. If you win, congrats, you've got extra holiday scratch to spend. If you lose, congratulations to you as well, because MyBookie's giving all of your money back. It's a no-brainer. You literally can't lose. It's no risk, all gravy. It doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. MyBookie welcomes all to come play, so quit waiting around and sign up today. Do you find yourself having a lot of questions? about how to bet like what is the spread like I do you that's not a problem you don't sweat it at all because my bookies patient customer service team can walk you through the process and the best part is if you join right now you'll still have one last shot to take advantage of their incredible sign up offer as well just log on to my book mybookie.ag and make your first deposit with the promo code locked on NBA and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll and that is on top of the risk-free Thanksgiving Day bet let me repeat that's a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for this week only on the Thanksgiving football games. So if you're a true football fan or if you're a basketball fan and want to bet on some hoops as well, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply can't lose. Just make sure you do your part to support your team this season. Hop on the gravy train and get in on the action with my bookie. You play, you win, and you get paid. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Katie, let's get into the Tiffany Haddish episode of How Hungry Are You?, this was a fun one. Like, really, really good stuff. The chemistry, the innuendo, the the, the the whole eating sequence, it's all very good. There's a bit of a surprise twist with Tiffany Haddish as well at the end. Uh, where do you want to begin with this episode? Uh, maybe chemistry. I think, like, this was, like, was Tiffany Haddish the second woman Serge has ever had on the show? Yeah, Carrie Champion was on, I believe, in the first season. Yeah, and like he, then he was sort of getting a feel for the format, but now I think he's pretty comfortable in a hosting role. Yeah. But like the chemistry was so good, and I do think Serge is a little bit better when he's like flirting a little bit. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah, there was, uh, there was like the, the amount of time the innuendo popped up in this one was uh, like aggressive. <laughs> it was, but it was good. It added to the sort of the spark between the two. I thought the, the back and forth, both of them were sort of like flirting with each other almost it seemed so that yeah. was uh and she's so nice. funny and i feel like a lot of people are not good at kind of like teasing surge yeah um people kind of try and poke him and prod him and he's usually like kept it cool but like he totally breaks at many points in this which was like really fun to watch yeah did you do you think that him and tiffany haddish have like any sort of like friendship outside of the show or was that just like them meeting each other for the first time and having that chemistry because it's impressive if that's the case it feels like they've hung out before well i mean maybe they've met before but i don't think they were friends before just based on even like how she because at first it's like they're both a bit not nervous but they're both kind of 
um, more formal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then things really like break down in a nice way. So no, I don't think they knew each other. Maybe they're friends now. Maybe they could be more than friends. <laughs> um, but no, I think like uh, I think this was just like completely unscripted. She's so good at like bring down anyone's guard. Like I don't know if you've watched her on any like late night shows or like anything. Yes. But she she's just like that. Yeah, she's she, incredible. Yeah, she was awesome. Uh, really enjoyed the back and forth. And I think so. The recent episodes have skewed much longer, somewhere between like twenty and twenty-four minutes at times. This one was down uh-huh. to about sixteen thirty, which I think really helped it because it didn't feel like it dragged any ass in the middle. Uh, a couple of the chats, I think the KD one in particular, really felt like it dragged on quite a bit. Um, uh-huh. And this one just felt like, all right, let's get to the point. Let's swap a couple stories. Serge had a couple questions prepared. They did the spicy question segment, which is a nice little thing to sort of uh, keep the thing flowing as opposed to just being one long, like, 13-minute conversation between the cooking and the eating. And I think it worked really, really well. And, I mean, some of the stuff they talked about was fantastic. It just – it was so funny. And, I, I, I mean, I think Serge was pretty well prepared for this one. I guess we should probably get to the uh, most hilarious uh, line of questioning, which had to do with uh, poop shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it was pretty good, but I, weird, I would weirdly say – uh, that wasn't my highlight. So no, that okay. just shows you what a like jam-packed ep it was. I will say, actually, uh, before we get to that, one of my favorite things in this, they seem, that with the production being amped up under Bleacher Report, uh, I do like that they're throwing in all these little extra graphics and stuff like that. Although the, man, the uh, the bit that they're starting to do with the, the Galaxy Watch or whatever, it's getting, the product placement is a little bit much, I will say. Uh, I kind of like it. <laughs> They're just so that like he's so stiff at like adding it in. Like when it's like, oh, Jordy's texting me. <laughs> and he looks at his Samsung Galaxy Watch. And it's like, Serge, the guest is arriving. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I don't have a problem with it either. It's it's just if I, I worry about them maybe making it too much. But it, they did strike a nice little balance with it, I think, um, with mm-hmm. the bit that they made it into. Uh, but one of my favorite things is that with this extra production value, they do have these little sort of things that they're tossing in. And th- there was one section where Tiffany discusses, discusses how she's the Groupon girl or Surge mentioned it or something like that. And then a graphic pop-ups, pops up with, quote, Tiffany has done a number of Groupon commercials for, for the context that nobody <laughs> needed. And it reminded me, did you ever watch Lost? No. Okay, so Lost was such a convoluted show that by the end, they would re-air the weeks, the week, like the previous week's episode before each new episode, and they would have, like, subtitles explaining all of the shit that was going on in a given scene, and, like, oh every second was, okay, this guy's from season two and did this thing, and, oh, this thing is about this, and this is from that, and it's, like, it was really, really in-depth, and this, that just made me think of that, where it was, like, I, yes, this little bit of context, <laughs> Tiffany did, in fact, do Groupon commercials, many of them, actually. <laughs> I liked how when she was plugging herself, she's got a lot on the go. She's oh, a yeah. woman who made time for Serge's show. Yeah, no, absolutely. She did a lot of talk about her stand-up. Uh, they talked about how when she hosts Snell. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> First, he was like, so, Snell. Snell. 
<laughs> and then the whole crew's going, SNL. <laughs> and then he tries it again and he enunciates extremely carefully. Yeah. Uh, so that leads us into the line of questioning that Surge was, I think, very prepared for. I'm not sure if there's been other uh, discussion of this from Tiffany Haddish before. I Truthfully, I mean, I've seen Tiffany Haddish in some movies. I think like Girls Trip and a couple other movies. Um, I haven't really... F- followed her career like day by day or anything like that so i probably have missed this if she's talked about it before but he brings up the fact that uh she once pooped in her ex's shoe (laughs) and he seemed to know this like what the answer was going to be when it happened so i'm sure he's done some research and had this ready to go uh and the, the the interaction is fantastic i had no idea that uh it was tiffany haddish nay or arenas I think, yeah, I think that she, that he didn't, well, one, he definitely didn't do the research, but he probably asked the, he obviously asked the question, and then I guess, like, just thought, okay, it's the yes answer, but when she starts going through the whole story, and, like, walking him through it, his reactions are really good. They're very, very good. Uh, So Tiffany details how she had an ex who cheated on her, and to get back at her, she pooped in his brand new Jordans and, uh, like, kind of tricked him into wearing them before telling him that it had happened. Uh, she's like, oh, yeah, let's go play basketball, and uh, you can wear your new Jordans. You'll be so slick in those new J's. And uh, she, as she said, felt as though he had pooed on her soul, so he wanted to poo on the shoe's soul or something along those lines. <laughs> and uh, and then she said, yeah, I, I put it right under my booty hole and put it back in the box afterwards and then tricked the guy into putting them on and had planned it out like carefully. Uh, she threw in the fact that, quote, I made sure I ate corn too and then was like, yeah. I knew it was human. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then she was uh, like, yeah, I did this, to, and, and I knew that he wouldn't walk around uh, with and drag poo through his mom's house. It uh, was basically how she like was able to get away with it, I guess. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, really good stuff. Do you have any thoughts on this interaction? Or just, or no, have you I mean, I'm really looking forward good? to the show she now has coming up that's based on revenge. Uh, in ways that aren't going to get you arrested. <laughs> it's like um, new punked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think Ashton will be hosting that one. Um, I mean, maybe. I don't think he's. Ashton could never. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm amazed that the show Punked existed. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. What? That's so of a time. <laughs> we all did a lot of things we regret. <laughs> Um, then uh, Serge came up with his uh, typical question asking about the celebrity crush angle uh, and (laughs) Tiffany Haddish had some gold in response to this Uh, she listed off Giancarlo Stanton of the uh, New York Yankees, Trevor Noah Leonardo DiCaprio, Michael B. B. Jordan and uh, asked if she had approached them, she said yeah I've approached them all Also, when he was like, have you ever hooked up with a celebrity? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and she very gamely admits that, yes, she has. And it was chingy. <laughs> and Serge loves that. If you had paused just before she was about to reveal who the celebrity was, how long would it have taken you to guess chingy would be the guy? <laughs> Forever. Years. <laughs> Probably years. I mean, she did narrow it down to the year. Yeah, she said early two so thousands. Yeah, like if you did want to do some comparison. Yeah. 
then i think she said like 2006 okay i think she was very specific so then you could maybe like press pause do some research <laughs> and it wouldn't take as long but it would still take a while yeah um and then in response to oh this is all part of the spicy questions the first one was uh what what worst co-star i've ever had and she kind of copped out there and said <laughs> it was the cat from keanu <laughs> She said, she's like, its name was Clementine. It was horrible. Um, I think I've only seen, like, the one or two Tiffany Haddish movies. Who do you think actually is the worst co-star she's ever had? Oh, I don't know. Let's go. Let's go on IMDb. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I mean, is it Kevin Hart from Night School? (laughs) Yeah, it's probably Kevin Hart. Yeah. He seems like he'd be tough to work with. She was in a movie with Melissa McCarthy and Elizabeth Moss called The Kitchen. Yeah. yeah. I, I need to Maybe see one of them. I need to see more than exactly one movie a year. Um, oh, The Kitchen has 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. I might might be Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> um, I think I saw The Oath. I think that was good with like Baron Holtz. Um, it was like a family thanksgiving drama elizabeth moss is probably really annoying to work with yeah she's like probably got like handmaid's tale uh sort of somberness tied to her as well she's just so like uncharacter you yeah. know what i mean yeah yeah i am elizabeth moss uh uh-huh. i was in get into the greek and mad men get get get, get a load of me yeah <laughs> the rotten oh man really really bad reviews of the kitchen uh, um, let's. I'm that's gonna, too bad. I'm gonna pull up Rotten Tomatoes and read a couple of these reviews. Uh, hopefully, our, our girl Tiffany doesn't get too called out. Um, <laughs> oh, this seems to be most of a, mostly a story issue. Three talented leads struggle to prop up a sagging story. The kitchen is a jumbled crime thriller in urgent need of some heavy duty heavy duty oh. renovation. The audience score of sixty nine. Very 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 nice. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, she was in a Maroon 5 video uh, And that guy seems awful Oh uh, yeah, Adam Levine might be the answer here uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, But she was diplomatic about it And just blamed the cat Which uh, yes. uh, and See the dog is very upset about that uh, <laughs> Sorry That's okay No, that's totally fine he, Yeah, he's just speaking his mind Also not a fan of Clementine, that's fine <laughs> Um, and then the final sort of part of the spicy questions is after he asks about the uh, celebrity that had turned that had turned Tiffany down, and she said all of her crushes basically. <laughs> um, she comes back, and there's more Carrie Hilson related content on uh, on how hungry yes. are you? She's- I love that everybody is asking him this, and he's and you knew right away, and I think she knew that like he's not gonna. He wasn't going to answer. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, no answer from uh, Serge to the question of why did Carrie Hilson turn you down or why did you guys break up? Unfortunately, why did you break up? Yeah. maybe there'll be, I mean, there is a bonus episode, uh, a bonus video, which we're going to watch in just a second here, uh, of Tiffany Haddish and Serge. Uh, the How Hungry Are You bonus video is four minutes and 17 seconds long. We're going to listen, watch that Wait, in a sec. So maybe. Should we talk about the food? Oh, yeah, we're going to get to that. I just, I'm thinking maybe we find an answer to the Carrie Hilson thing in the bonus video. Uh, I wouldn't hold your breath. Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> 
So yeah, then we get to the food. He made a salad with yeah, worms. I was a bit upset. <laughs> uh, I know I, he like had this loose tie. He's like, she loves to garden. I made a salad. But why is the first thing you're going to make for a woman a salad? Yeah. Someone should have nixed that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. love that. Um, he, I mean, the way he introduced it was pretty good. Worm salad. <laughs> In a very sort of extremely excited way. And then Tiffany's response is, quote, so you made a salad. <laughs> well, she her response was one of my notes, which is, why did it take him two to three hours to make a salad? Yeah, also that. Uh, which is what he says. <laughs> I will say, the salad, like the base of the salad looked like a pretty lazy, like standard diner salad almost. But yeah. he did seem to put a little bit of care into the worms element of it. And I appreciate that. Yeah, I think that. for, like, health uh, and safety, he probably should. Yeah. But I do have a note, because Buena don't pretend to be a worm connoisseur, but a big <laughs> red flag for me was when he started to saute them with red onions. See, I, I don't mind that. I think you're sort of, you're adding, a, like, a little bit of punch to the flavor. You're, he had, like, the, I mean, he had his trusty salt and pepper. He threw garlic in as well. <laughs> Um, he does call himself on the salt and pepper thing, which was funny. Yeah, um, it's kind of become an inside joke at this point. And I think he makes it again think, later on. Like, a red onion to me is not... I mean, full disclosure, I hate a red onion uh, in anything. Okay. But if you're going to do, like, a saute um, for, like, a cooking onion, like, maybe go French shallot, you know? Yeah, or or just, like, a straight Spanish or even, like, a sweet onion to sort of counteract yeah, probably the... Sure. Uh, the earthiness of the of the worm you could probably sort of you know mix that up a little bit but yeah um yeah you're not wrong i, I don't hate the red onion thing um but yeah you're, you you might you make a pretty good point there <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah um and i mean i did like it it did seem like a little bit more intensive cooking sequencing in terms of the filmmaking uh, we got to see him sort of mix it around with the garlic and the onion and sort of saw the transition <laughs> from the just like the raw worms into something that he was able to put on the salad as he was frying them up. Uh, but and it's honestly it's more cooking than we've seen from him in, in a very long time. But yeah, he I, I think kind of was a little bit underwhelming in terms of the uh, the, the is he running out of ideas, do you think? Well, he's probably I don't think he's doing these ideas anymore. No. No, because I think it probably has to do with the writing and the guests, so, like, the research. So, example, like, Tiffany Haddish, oh, she likes gardening. Someone was probably like, make a salad. Yeah. What gross thing can you throw in a salad? It was going to be some type of bug. But right. maybe they could have, because they've done worms before, have they not? They had, I think, uh, demarate the worms. Yeah, so yeah. I think, like, you know, now you've got to start finding some other bugs. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's got the cricket tea going on for spicy questions. Uh, and he did have to drink the tea after he didn't answer the Carrie Hilson questions. So, uh, <laughs> And I did enjoy Haddish sort of like ribbing him for not answering spicy questions himself and sort of asking yes. people to do it, but him refusing to do it. Uh, that was good stuff. Uh, was here for that. So that was good. And then my, my other note that I wrote down in here is uh, Tiffany Haddish eats salads super weird. <laughs> no, she, I think she was just like because he, he was like, "Wow, you you ate." Because she probably ate the most aside from JV going in on that pig's head. Yeah, she probably ate the most out of any guest who he's had on the show. Yeah, and she was like, "I was hungry." 
That's true. Uh, I've just <laughs> never really seen anybody eat a salad where, like, they load up the fork with, like, six or seven layers of salad and then just, like, stuff it all in your mouth. Um, that's not how I, I eat salad. Yeah, <laughs> I think that, you know what, I've eaten salad like that in private. Um, <laughs> but I also think it's not the worst thing to do because salad can be extremely annoying to eat in, like, a polite way because picking up lettuce with a fork, depending on the kind of lettuce, can be difficult. That is true. Do you think it should be more normal to eat salad with like should it be like salad tongs, <laughs> like small like utensil side tong size tongs? Yeah, you know? maybe. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> you got something there. Dragons Den, watch out! I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so embarrassed to eat salad. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like an unclassy ghoul when you eat salad? Well, I have the answer for you. <laughs> salad sticks. Um, anyway. Oh, oh, another bit of a twist here is Tiffany is the first person to bring outside food. Yes. I think. <laughs> um, she... Yeah, I was gonna say, like, just on a note of, like, the timing of this, for how short it was, it was extremely jam-packed. Definitely, and I think that should be the model going forward. Um, sort of trimming the fat A lot fat of twists and turns and surprises. Yeah, uh, so she served up, uh, a gravy with, uh, rice with gravy and okra, and it looked yes. pretty good, and then... The best part of it was that she... I'm not... Okay. I don't really know <laughs> what to make of this. Because she kind of... Like, she lies originally and says it's pigeon when it was chicken. but And then she, like, comes around and says, no, it's actually chicken. But I'm not sure if I believe her when she says it was actually yeah. chicken and not pigeon. I don't know. Do you She's think it's chicken or actress. pigeon? That's what I'll say. What's that? Is what? What did you say? Sorry. Oh, I said she's a great actor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah. It could be both. Yeah, I'm not convinced it's not Pigeon. But again, I'm not sure <laughs> where they would have, like, curated the Pigeon from. Um, I mean, I guess they find all these weird things for Serge to cook, so there's probably a way to get it. I just feel like Serge yeah, is probably... Yeah, go to, like, a bougie butcher. Yeah. Because the Pigeons that you buy at the butcher... I don't think are going to be they're not like caught in the streets <laughs> <laughs> do you um do you think Serge goes to the market to buy this stuff anymore like yeah, I feel like I he did early on no. I just don't think it happens now no I don't think he does and maybe that's part of the reason for the lack of creativity in terms of the dishes of late mm -hmm. but um but yeah that was great they, she like Scott Tenderman uh some pigeon <laughs> to uh Serge's food uh or not it's kind of up to your imagination the NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every Monday Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Do you want to go to this video, this bonus video, and just sort of watch through it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I'm at zero on the video. Are you also at zero on the video? Or do you want to just listen no. to it? I'm just going to listen. Okay, we can just listen. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> I'll do described video for you when needed. So uh, here we go. The bonus video of Tiffany Haddish and Serge Ibaka on How Hungry Are You? 
So now I'm about to boil my worm. I have to make sure I boil my worm before I cook it because I want my worm to be clean. <laughs> I have a problem with Jordi, what's your problem? Boil my worm? It doesn't sound good. <laughs> Sorry. You're saying you say something? I'm saying it. He said my worm. I know, but you want to find a new job? <laughs> I'm, I'm the only one saying it. There's like a conference of Surge and the producers going on behind Tiffany right now. She's smelling the platter with no one around. Oh hell yeah, there is. You speak a little, little bit of Spanish, right? Si, habla español. Poquito okay. español. Say something uh, in Spanish. Uh, me mucho gusta bailar. Me encantan las hamburguesas y los tacos, papi chulo. She loves hamburgers and hot stuff. Poquito. <laughs> me gusta uh, hamburguesa también. Mm -hmm. uh, me gusta bailar. Mm -hmm. Y me encanta también... Tacos? Tacos, sí. <laughs> He likes hamburgers, he likes to dance, and no, he likes tacos, el, el too. Pollo. Tacos. Pollo? Si, pollo. ¿No te gustas pollo? Chicken. Ah. Yes. Así, así. Así, así. Pero estás muy bien porque tú entiendes español. Gracias. Ah, de nada. Oh, wow. Okay. She would understand Spanish. That's amazing. Where did you learn Spanish? I grew up in South Central Los Angeles. Ah, people are Yeah, it's like bootleg Mexico. <laughs> So what, what is your type now? Let okay. me just break it down for you. Yeah, break it down for me, please. I'll break it down for you. Okay, so good hygiene is very important. They own career. You got to have your own career, your own thing going on, right? Um, so no broke, huh? I said career. I didn't say that they had to be rich or whatever. Rich, rich. Okay, know, career. But, but, oh, but you, I would prefer that they don't need none of my money. Interesting to talk to. You know, I got to have good conversation. Confident. Confident, confident, confident. Not cocky. I'm just going to stop here for a second. Is she describing Surge? She might be. <laughs> She's not far off. Yeah, uh, let's carry on. But confidence. Okay. Oh, uh, also my type, someone who's not living with their mama. Their mama. Yeah, do not be living with your mom. Do not okay. live with your mom. Now, if your mom <laughs> is sick, is she living with you? Mm-hmm. Okay, but she has to be sick. I got a few more things. We can go ahead. basically... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Do your thing. We can basically do the whole show based off of my preference. And oh, yeah? Dances. Oh, yes. wow. Um, you have so many preferences. I got a lot of preferences. So I want my man to be able to dance a little bit. He got to be able to dance, like to have fun, do fun activities, mm -hmm. like surfing, swimming. Got to like animals. He got to like animals. Got to... I'm just saying, <laughs> surfing, swimming, uh, you know, shirtless canoeing, <laughs> uh, cooking shows seems like a pretty fun activity. He just said he likes to dance. It's close. Yeah, I'm just, let's carry on. Have good manicure, good pedicure, no crusty feet, and clean, clean <laughs> underneath the nails, because, you know, dirty nails, dirty D. Get your hands away from me. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it for right now. This is one of the producers she's uh, talking to, by the way. Not Serge. <laughs> oh, I did think it was Serge. No, it's one of the producers. Serge already said he's good on the manicure. <laughs> True, I should have known. Yeah, here we go. The boxes? Uh, 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 u
sure. Dirty nails, dirty D. Oh, my nails ain't dirty. <laughs> when a dude call with no shirt on, do that mean they trying to holler? Maybe. I mean, I just thought maybe you somewhere where it's hot. I mean, like... A lot what? of guys call me on FaceTime with no shirt on. Oh, well, you actually you know, know if somebody like you, know. I just I be wanting to, to just tell me if you like me. So I got to try to figure it out. You see, if you a grown man that's confident, you just say, I like you. I want to spend some time with you. When you an insecure man, you try to That should come for me. You, don't, you, you should not ask me. I'm that. not asking you if you, I'm asking you, what do it mean when a dude call you <laughs> oh, with no yeah, shirt it, on? It mean, it mean. Yep, and basketball shorts <laughs> or, or them, or them uh, gray sweatpants, you know, that is man lingerie. Basketball oh. shorts and gray sweatpants is man lingerie. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, so As we know, that's a good, like, seek into the next. That, yeah. That's a, that's a very good way to get to the Charlemagne episode. That's a fun little gray bonus thing. Pants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It could be Surge. Yeah. It, it, I really think it could be Surge. How much was he shirtless in the summer, by the way? A ton. Yeah? All the time. All right. I think he was vacationing a lot. I think she described her perfect man, and I think her perfect man might just be our pal Surge here. Um, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, <laughs> you could see he was very, uh, as she was detailing all these things, the look on his face was very contemplative. He was like, hmm, am I these things? And I think he was... Uh, he was going through his checklist. Yeah, he was, for sure. Um, so, yeah, that segues us into the Charlemagne the God episode in a second. But first, uh, overall rating for this episode, how many uh, red onions out of five for you <laughs> on this episode? <laughs> a terrible rating system. A yeah. rating system that is disgusting to me. <laughs> but probably five. Yeah, it's it's. Or you could say like layers of a red onion. I think this is, we're gonna have to do an episode where we rank them all. I think, um, but this yeah, is we for me. Do a I'm pretty sure a top three episode of all time. Yeah, I think this and like Lowry's for the same kind of energy and charisma. Yeah. I also I'm partial to the Danny Green and Jonas one. Yeah, I would like that one. That yeah, that's a top three for sure. Yeah, uh, but this one is really really good. Tiffany Haddish might be the best guest so far. I think so. Yeah. I agree. I think my just like objectively the best guest, like in terms of fame and also uh, charisma and chemistry. So wonderful guest, yeah. Very very good. Uh, with that, let's transition into the Charlemagne the God episode, which I think our <laughs> opinions are going to be much less high on. Uh, this episode kind of sucked. Yeah, look, I guess I'm going to preface. I know he's like a polarizing figure. That's literally his job. That's yeah. Why he's like good at his job and like known for it, but. Uh, I just like I didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, so in this episode, Charlemagne the God. Too hot. Yeah, a little bit too hot. Charlemagne the God, uh, the radio host, TV personality, does the Breakfast Club. Uh, was on the show with Serge Ibaka, and Serge Ibaka cooked a New York specialty, a bacon, egg, and cheese. But the bacon was pig snout bacon. I'm gonna say the pig snout is one of the grossest things he's cooked. It looked repulsive. Yeah, it was really, really, really gross. And I'll have to tell you, I had a real visceral, I guess I'll just tell you now. Mm -hmm. I had a real visceral reminder uh, of about a month ago when I was in Mexico City. Uh, and I got a little bit too bold. Uh, and I ate some tacos in the street. Mm -hmm. uh, beef cheek tacos. And I was like, okay, yeah, I've had beef cheek before. But I never had it like this because it was just chunks. 
of a cow's face, and there are fully hair follicles. Ooh, yeah, that was the thing about the... That's what the snout reminded me of. Yeah, the snout, you could see uh, in some of the shots with the light, there was hair still on the snout. Mm-hmm. Pretty rough. Uh, and the way... really sick. Yeah, and the way Charlemagne describes it later on is also not very good. Um, so he brings in Charlemagne. If they, at first, Serge serves him up a fruit platter for some reason um, and makes <laughs> him cut it himself. <laughs> this was really weird because nobody ate it. Yeah. <laughs> And it wasn't a fruit platter. He just he cut some apples in half and like left them in the bowl. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't even cut them around the core. He just cut them straight through. Yeah, and I think there's a banana there as well. Um, uh huh. Yeah. Very very bizarre. I don't know why that made it through editing because it doesn't come back at all later. It's not like Charlemagne used it as a, as a way to like you know wash down the food. Spoiler alert: He doesn't even eat the food, uh, as we'll get to a little bit later on. Um, mm-hmm. So we don't have to go like second by second in this one there are a few different lines of conversation uh first of all the Kyrie and Kevin Durant talk this was something I know you wanted to talk about um Charlemagne was asked about whether or not the Nets are going to be good with uh Katie and Kyrie and he said pretty much not they don't have high enough emotional IQs uh said that they uh they're kind of like thick thin-skinned and not thick-skinned enough for uh the New York market uh, what was your thought on this entire section of the episode? I mean, can I just say I don't really think he's that smart about basketball? <laughs> His basketball takes are whack. <laughs> They're very weird, and I feel like it's kind of, you know, every there are fans like this in every market, but, like, the New York market, for sure, it's just, like, because there's such a thing of, like, being a New Yorker. Like, you're from New York, you grew up there, so, like, you have this kind of homage to like the teams of that city yeah and like especially in new york so you had this like passing or like kind of like tertiary knowledge um and i think that's kind of what he has because his actual like basketball iq and i'm like loath to even use that term <laughs> but i do think it's very low <laughs> um and especially like case in point when he starts talking about the raptors oh yeah um because that is just like one pretty rude to be a guest on the show of someone <laughs> Yeah. Who's currently on that team and not do just like some basic ass research. Yeah. Uh, and then it's just like extremely apparent that like he never watched the Raptors up until the playoffs, which we know, like we've talked about a lot. A lot of people probably haven't, but like, come on. Anyway, the thing about Durant and Kyrie, like, yeah, uh, we all know Durant has like, has had burner accounts. Maybe he still has them, gets into fights with teenagers on Twitter. That's fine. That's his MO. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Kyrie like separately has shown like an incredible leap in emotional intelligence uh he's like come out and talked out about a lot of like his emotional growth in the last year um you know after some like really personal like dark moments uh and i also think if you're playing for the brooklyn nets it doesn't matter the brooklyn nets are not a tough team yeah like, they're not the knicks in they that never sense, will be they're not like yeah. oh you got to be gritty to play in brooklyn like yeah. they play in a beautiful brand new arena and like downtown brooklyn yeah uh that's not like it's very glitzy it's very like polished uh that's like not the market of that team anymore you know yeah um the other thing too is like he really contradicts himself a few times in this uh both with talking about the raptors and talking about katie and kyrie and why they'll never they'll, they'll never hack it 
Um, he basically, like, calls them weak-minded, and then, literally, seconds later, says, I'm a big self-help and mental health guy, and then later on, <laughs> is hucking his book about mental health, and, yeah. and, like, mental wellness, after calling KD and Kyrie weak-minded. I, I just, yeah, that, that I felt like a little that. gross, yeah. That was, after, like, diagnosing them as being weak of mind and, and thin-skinned was, uh, not, not the best look. Um, then they get into the Raptors talk when he basically says, oh, the Raptors are going to suck this year. And then, <laughs> like, quickly as he learns what players are on the Raptors, is like, oh, maybe you'll actually be good. Uh, <laughs> like, it's it seems like this was the first time he learned Marc Gasol was on the Raptors. <laughs> yeah, and, like, still Lowry and Ibaka. And maybe even that Serge still played there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, very surprised about that. I will say uh, I have a lot of respect for Serge and love for Serge after he uh, defended Toronto's honor like a legend uh, as Charlemagne was pretty much just like shitting on Toronto as a market and saying, why would you like be there for anything? Um, You're not going to do anything big there. And Serge is like, no, it's really good. What are you talking about? It's great. I would love to be here. And he's like, what, you're going to stay here after you're a free agent? There's no way. And he's like, I want to. Like, I'm telling you, I want to. Yeah. Um, what did you think yeah, of he, that? He shuts him down pretty quick. Like, when he, I think it's because he specifically is like, why would you stay there? You can't, uh, if you wanted to do anything outside of basketball, you're not going to have any avenues to basically accomplish that. But you know, again, yeah. he says this while he's on Serge's <laughs> spin-off basketball show. <laughs> His very popular cooking show, although this is, I believe, the lowest viewed episode so far. Um, yeah, half the fun. views of the but, Tiffany like, Haddish episode. Yeah, and I just think, like, it's not... Like, n- now is finally the time when I think if you're in Toronto, you can look at it and be like, no, this is, like, a, a destination for many different industries. And, like, that's not just, like, being a proud Torontonian. That's just, like, looking at the economy of the city. Literally, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard spent a year in the city and in that year became a t-shirt factory just by saying words. <laughs> like, I didn't, like, Canada's overall, like, uh, like, gro- like, economic growth, it went up by, like, 0.1% because of Kawhi's t-shirt sales. <laughs> and, like, well, Kawhi and the Raptors, like, playoff uh, merch sales. Yeah. The, when you're, when anyway, you're, yeah, we don't need to like, like no, yeah. just like pretty ignorant um, and like not. I don't know, like even the stuff he was trying to be like pokey and like fun. I just like I didn't. Yeah, it didn't I quite didn't land. Really enjoy it. The chemistry didn't feel there. It was kind of like a little bit more um, like adversarial than I would have expected it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do think like maybe that's a bit his vibe. Yeah, for sure. It's not Tiffany Haddish where she's just like having fun and like playing off the other person. It's sort of like I have these things I want to say, and uh, you're just the person I'm saying them at. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, like that's what his day job is, and yeah. that's why he's like yeah. good at that, and he gets paid for it. Totally. Uh, but like I don't think these two would date. They don't. They don't have the chemistry. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, the thing that really was hilarious too is that after shitting on the Raptors and learning what players are on the team, he then asks for free tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like, but I don't want to come to a shitty game. Yeah, I want to come to a good game and still sit courtside. But yeah. I know that the good game tickets still are more expensive. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> certainly interesting. And then again, on the note of the the shortness of the episode, this was just 14 minutes, which I'm glad because I don't think I could have done much more. Um, and I think might be a little bit telling of what we're talking about in terms of like chemistry. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, and so they got through it pretty quickly. They did talk about Kawhi for a little bit, uh, and he asked if, like, Serge was upset about it, and I think Serge was pretty diplomatic and said, like, yeah, it sucked, but also he wanted to go home, and that's fine. And we knew all along he wanted to go home, and that's fine. That doesn't really seem like anything new was revealed there. Did you draw anything from that line of questioning? The only thing was when he said, we knew. But you could read that two ways, right? Because yeah. he's like, you knew? And he's like, yeah, we knew, like, we knew all, like, whether he said we knew all year or we knew, like, right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he just said, like, only after we won, we thought maybe he would stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, that's not surprising to hear because you're like, oh, yeah, I'm sure they did know because it's something that, like, I think Hawaii was pretty frank about and probably pretty frank about with the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I'd ever heard him put it, like, just that succinctly. Yeah. I, uh, and uh, yeah, it's not really a surprising thing to hear or the way to hear it summarized, considering that, like, you know, I know Raptors fans got really into it and were leaning into the he's staying all year thing. I mean, I was like, you know, patient zero on that. Um, but I do think the, like, the belief that he would stay really became clear after they won the title, right? And it wasn't yeah. like, Mm-hmm. It felt it still felt pretty necessary to win the title for it to really be like not a crazy pipe dream. Obviously, yeah. you know, it played out the way it did, but um, yeah, I, I'm not. I don't think anyone's upset about it. I really don't no. think it, like I think everyone's <laughs> kind of cool. I think like Charlemagne's kind of bringing. And I know this was in the off season that they talked about it, but um, like to, to air it on the 22nd, it's kind of funny considering the months that have happened since this was recorded, presumably. Um, uh-huh. It really feels like the last couple of months, all of the sort of baggage is gone from it, and it just like everyone's cool, everyone's moved on. The Raptors are really good and have won a title and are chill, and Kawhi's happy and everyone's cool with it. So, um, yeah, just a weird timing to publish this one, I suppose. And then we get into the eating part. Yes. Sort of. <laughs> Not really. Not really. First of all, uh, my favorite quote from this entire thing is when they're talking about Serge cooking before they reveal the food. He says, "I don't cook." I design food. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't disagree with. No, I mean, he, he does design food. He, in uh, He might design food more than he does actually cook. Like, he doesn't cook a lot, and it, it's not exactly extensive cooking. Uh, to take you through the cooking process for the pig snout bacon... Uh, a little, again, a little bit uh, more, I guess, in terms of sequencing and shots of the cooking, although it was pretty gross looking as it was going on. Uh, just This was straight salt and pepper with oil in the pan, uh, and you could see the nice hairs and flecks of skin and pores. Oh, God, it was awful. <laughs> really, really not great. Um, and then he serves up the bacon, egg, and cheese. Oh, sorry, the one other note on this. He makes Congo-style eggs, but doesn't really explain what it is. He just sort of like... Like, did you pick up on this at all? No, I had to watch it twice because I was like, okay, I guess I missed something. But they're like, no, I didn't. He just kind of flips it onto a plate. Yeah. <laughs> it looked just like uh, when you screw up making over easy and it becomes over medium. <laughs> or like an omelet. It kind of looked like an omelet. Yeah, I guess it kind of did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Weird, weird thing that that was. And I might have to look up Congo style eggs after this to get a real handle on it. Um, but then so he serves up the uh, snout bacon, egg and cheese. To Charlemagne, and it is revealed that Charlemagne does not eat pork. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, and he calls out like the producer. Yeah, and Marcus. Actually, like he calls him out in like kind of an extreme way. But that said, like maybe they should have known that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems <laughs> like there's there's a, there's fault to be shared there for sure. Um, 
you know, it might have been courteous for Charlemagne to say ahead of time, hey, no pork stuff, considering the content of the show in yeah, the past. I wonder, I mean, that's a good point. Like, does do any of the guests, like, flag, or does does a show now ask, do you have any dietary restrictions? Because I'm sure <laughs> now they'll be like, yeah, worms, fucking, like, testicles. Snakes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, like, legitimately. Yeah. Maybe they will start doing that. Yeah, uh, this could be a turning point for the show in terms of its research and understanding of dietary restrictions. Uh, <laughs> producer Marcus comes on the stage, or researcher Marcus, whatever his role is on the uh, on the production team, is called onto the screen, called out by Charlemagne, and then uh, forced to eat the pig snout, bacon, and the oh. sandwich. Uh, and boy, does he not enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I could think was just like, and the same thing when, spoiler alert, Serge took a bite, yeah. but it's like how long it took them, because I get, I'm guessing how like tough it would be to bite through. It looked like trying to eat a <laughs> hockey snout. puck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like a rubber ball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, Serge has eaten everything he's cooked. I'm pretty sure this is the thing he's hated the most. Mm-hmm. He did so. not seem to have any enjoyment out of it whatsoever. Maybe it was because he screwed yeah. up the Congolese eggs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like these damn eggs didn't come out right. The bacon's fine. <laughs> no, he. I think he had a problem with the texture too. Because he kept being like, it's really chewy. <laughs> <laughs> like, looked chewier than the beef penis that he served to Kawhi. And that was, mm-hmm. also looked like a bunch of like bouncy balls. On, on the pizza. Um, so that brings us to the end of the episode. Charlemagne doesn't actually eat the food he's brought in to eat. Uh, what was your overall assessment of this episode? How many pig snouts out of five would you give this? Like a one. And also a rhetorical question. Yeah. If the the guest doesn't eat the food, does the, did the episode ever happen? That's a good question. <laughs> I think it did. Um, yeah, we watched it. Yeah, but, we watched I mean? it like, and we, we provided a rating. Think. But yeah, no, this is a tainted episode for sure. Um, <laughs> and for that reason, I think this is the worst episode ever made. <laughs> I like. I think it's a half a snout out of five. A half a snout, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just not not really any redeeming qualities from it. I, like Surge didn't seem like he was in his element. The, the cooking was, the food was gross and no one really seemed, like it wasn't even something that looked gross that was turned into something nice, um, like they did for like the pig's head or the cow heart or anything like that, or even the, even the lamb brains that sort of surged, you know, dressed up in many different gloopy ways, but th- this just, it kind of fell flat for me start to finish, especially because I watched this uh, just after watching the Haddish episode today, and oh, I watched it, this first. Mm, okay, yeah. So I was a little late getting to the to watching this one, and because I watched it after the Haddish one, I think it probably even is even more disappointing in comparison uh-huh. to that one, which is not fair because as we just said, the Haddish one is probably the best episode, or at least one of the top three. Um, but yeah, I, which where would you rank this one among the episodes that have dropped? Oh yeah, like last. Yeah, like I don't even know which one would compare. Like, maybe back to season one when it was still kind of an awkward show. But even then, there was a charm to that, and there was more cooking Mm -hmm. to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think, you know, because I watched it in reverse order, and I found it just as bad, so I don't think it was the order. Yeah. But, yeah, I would say, would you say that the Tiffany Haddish app is a palate cleanser? 
yeah, certainly. Especially having watched uh, the Haddish one and then the Charlemagne one and then the Haddish bonus in between. My palate does feel a little bit cleaner now, I will say. Good pun. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah. No. That that that's gonna do it. I think. Uh. Oh, we should probably yeah, touch a little it. bit. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to touch on this? Uh, we can save the the cooking show stuff for later if you want the DeAndre and the Shack stuff. We've gone pretty long here. Um. So yeah. We Why don't we intro? We'll intro it on our next How Hungry. I think that's a good call. Um. It gives people time to watch the twenty eight minute long or whatever the hell it is. Uh. DeAndre Jordan back to back chef. It's long. It's, it's great. so that's long. All I'll say. It's fine. It's DeAndre's good in it. I don't like the concept at all. It seems too easy of a show. It is so charming. It's fine. Uh, the the we'll get to that later. Uh, Shaq also has a cooking show that's coming out in March, so we don't have to get to it right now if we don't want to. Um, so yeah, we we can wrap it there. Katie, thank you so much for joining the show. This was a lot of fun. Hey, my pleasure, man. We're just doing the God, Lord's work out here. <laughs> I think that's a very good way to describe what we're doing. Do you have anything that you'd like to pu- uh, plug before we uh, wrap this bad boy up? Um, no, man. Sign up for Hoop Talks Weekly Newsletter if you haven't. Sign up for Basketball Feelings. You can follow me on Twitter. Some exciting things in the works. That's Ooh. all I'll say. Woohoo, Okay. Uh, you can find me at Woodley Sean. Please subscribe, rate, review, all the good places on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, you can buy We the Champs still. Nice little Christmas gift ID if you are uh, looking to purchase something Raptors-y for the person in your life. It'd be appreciated if you picked that up. And uh, that is gonna do it. We'll be back again on Thursday to talk about the Knicks game, which is about to start in like half an hour here. So I should probably make some dinner. Uh, I'm not going to make pig snout. Uh, that I'm sure of. Uh, <laughs> although I do like the idea of breakfast for dinner. I might go make an omelet right now, Congo style. Congo style. <laughs> uh, that will do it. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will talk to you again with another episode of Locked On Raptors on Thursday. Enjoy the Knicks game, everybody. I'm sure it will be a very big win. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.